All right. What up, everybody? Welcome back to the That Talk podcast. We did take a break for a while, but we're getting back and consistent. I explained it in the last episode why I feel like I needed a mental break for not only myself, for my family, but for you guys and to be able to deliver the best possible messages with a clear mind, not only for you, but for myself and also be able to feel good about what I'm talking about, what I'm delivering and make sure that I'm bringing value. So today um, I actually reached out on my Instagram to ask about some podcast topics. And this came from my boy, Tyler Hogman. And uh, he said, how do you have healthy coping mechanisms during adversity and healthy, um, you know, habits on when you're hitting adversity? And instead of coming up with a bunch of random stories, I just went ahead and I came up with three steps on how to deal with adversity in a healthy way. So step number one, we have to realize And as you start to understand mind power, as you start to understand, you know, what you're truly capable of with your mind, if you want to go that route, um, you know, a lot of people don't because, you know, it's hard, but, and not only is it hard, but they actually have to believe that the stuff is possible. But anyways, you have to realize that the adversity that you're going through, the circumstance is only as big as you make it. What do I mean by that? Things only have power when we give them power. Nothing is good or bad, but thought makes it so. Earl Nightingale says that. Nothing is good or bad, but thought makes it so. Perspective makes it good or bad, right? So you have to figure out, like, is there a possible opportunity in your adversity? But if you sit back and you just look up like this adversity is just standing over you like a big bully and there's nothing you can do about it. Of course, you're going to be sad. Of course, you're going to be upset. Of course, you're going to be depressed. Of course, you're just going to sit around and do nothing because you feel powerless. But if you shift your perspective and you understand and actually figure out, is there an underlying thing here for me to discover? Is there, this is, but Is there an opportunity for me to grow? Is there an opportunity for me to actually better my life in this adversity? You're not the first person that's ever gotten fired from a job. And if you get fired from your job, is this a sign that you need to be doing something else? But what do we do? We give the adversity the power. We panic and we go, oh my God, I need to find another job. I need to find it. You probably do. Not a lot of us can go without working, but Instead of going into some bullshit thing, something else that you hate, why not sit back and go, yo, maybe it's time to bust open the books and start over and start fresh and start clean and do something that I actually like to do. We spend 80% of our lives at work. Wouldn't you actually want to do something you enjoy doing? Because at the end of the day, work is life. Not a lot of people have the luxury to not work or to do something that they love to do and have their time freedom. So if you're going to spend your time doing something, why not actually like it, right? So find the underlying positives in your adversity is where I'm going with this. Um, You know, that's just the job example. But, you know, there's plenty of adversity that other people have gone through. You are not alone. You're not the first person to be dealing with what you are dealing with. So remember that. How could somebody else get through this, right? Because if you can find proof, and that's what we do. 
if you can find proof that something negative or positive has happened in this similar situation with somebody else, you can find a way out of it. So find a positive reinforcement for you so that the adversity does not have the power. You have the power. Step two, tip two, or whatever. Two, keep the end goal in mind. And what do I mean by this? So, you know, I use the job example, but what if you lose your job, but the job was never the goal in the first place, right? The end goal was something completely different, but you use the job to leverage money or to leverage an opportunity or to leverage, um, you know, maybe you had a mentor at that job, whatever that may be. Keep the end goal in mind. A lot of us don't like to take risks because we don't like the uncertainty in the risk. But I talked about this before on Instagram. What if there is, and there is, I always like to say this because I like to ask question, what if there is, but there is no matter what way you look at it, a way to combat um, the uncertainty is having a vision and having the end goal in mind. But we are creative beings. We can create that vision. We can create that end goal. We can keep the process on the forefront of our mind, but we fail to do so because I feel like what we talked about in step one, the adversity gets the power. So even if we have vision, even if we have goals, even if we have um, a clear picture of what we actually want, when we hit the adversity, we lose track of it. When in all reality, you have to keep it in mind. That is what gets rid of the uncertainty. And you know, when people talk about security, uh, you graduate, you go to college, you get a job, uh, you buy a house, you know, all these things are already planned out for us. The quote unquote American dream has a game plan that you can execute if you follow these steps. But when you create something for yourself that may never been done before in your family, may never been done before in your circle, may never been done before by anyone around you, there's no game plan, no blueprint to follow. So that's why we get confused. That's why we want to quit because we don't know where the next check's coming from. We don't know what the next step is. We don't know what is going to happen. Okay. So the only way again to get around this or to even be sane through it is you have to keep the end goal in mind. That is what's going to stop the confusion. That is what's going to give you relief from the anxiety of uncertainty, keeping the vision. Because when the vision is clear, you can follow the blueprint and you can follow the plan, the one that you made up, okay? Number three, I talked about this on IG again. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm starting to gain a little bit of understanding of how my story is going to go and the principles that I want to use. And um, it's the story. I talked about this in a um, previous podcast about the running story that goes through your head every day. But this one, I want to talk about with adversity, how the story ends, right? So say you're writing a book and like we learned in elementary school, a book has a climax, okay? 
The climax is the adversity. Nobody watches movies that doesn't have some sort of action that the hero had to get over, right? So why would you want to read your own story if you had adversity and you got defeated and quit? The movie or the book would be over. So you get to decide how your story ends. You're writing your book every day. Would you want to read a story like this? You hit some adversity and you talk about exactly what that adversity is and that was it. You quit, you folded, and you moved on with your life. You wouldn't want to read that book. You wouldn't want to watch that movie. What would that look like? Okay, so, or you can tell the story as inspiration. The people that we look up to and I've said this before, we are not connected by our results or our success. We think we are because we can be in rooms with people that have the same shit that we have, but we are actually connected by our adversity and, and our pain. The shit that we've been through, the shit that we have overcome, that's what connects us. That's what makes people feel us. So when you have a book, or have a movie, or tell a story, people are going to feel that pain. That's when your story is going to want to be heard, is when you got to the pain, you got to the adversity, you got to the fire, and you fucking blazed through it. Not that you folded and fucking gave up. Nobody hears that story. Those are the books that get in the movies that get tossed in the trash. Keep going. Keep the end goal in mind. Remember that you actually get to determine how the story ends. You have that power. So look, these all relate. You have, you get to decide how the story ends because you have the power. Correlates with step one. Stop giving the adversity the power because you have it, right? Step one. So again, I just want to go over these real quick. Step one. Stop giving the adversity the power. It is only as big as you make it, okay? Step two, keep the end goal in mind. You want to get rid of the uncertainty. You want to get rid of the confusion. You want to get rid of the um, anxiety and the stress. The only way to do so is to know where you're going, to keep the vision and to keep the clear mental picture of what it is you want and what it's going to feel like when you get there. Like the feeling is just as important as envisioning it and seeing it and writing it down. The feeling is just as important. So feeling it, um, mentally seeing it, writing it down, all these steps on getting and working every single day to make sure that the end goal stays clear. And three, you get to decide how the story ends. Goes back to having power, okay? Write the story and the movie and the book that you would want to read. And if your story is not one that interests you, you need to change what you're fucking doing. So take these three steps and, and really think about it and how you can apply it to your life and maybe a situation that you're in right now. But I'm going to end it right there. Uh, we're going to be on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. Drop a comment, leave me a review. You know, it helps me out a lot. And I will see you guys in the next one.